0: Hi everyone. Uh welcome back to the ND Lawyer Project Podcast. As I'm saying it, I'm not sure that's gonna be the long form title because that's a bit of a mouthful. We have been away for a random nearing nine months since the last time I recorded a podcast, which is a little bit wild. There wasn't even supposed to really be a break. It was supposed to just keep on going forever, but then it kind of got a month, then it was two months, and then it was the accelerated LPC, which is a very intense course, and then it just kind of made more sense to make this into a series two. So that's what we're rolling with. It was a purposeful nine-month break, and now there will be series two. Let's go with that narrative, shall we? Anyway... I thought I'd just come on here so we could have a little bit of a catch-up, a little bit of a netter uh, before I released another podcast because there have been some changes and I didn't want to just throw that at you without giving an explanation. The last time I was filming I did not live semi near an airport. I don't actually know where the airport is, it's just those planes always going over my house, which is not ideal for recording on a highly sensitive microphone, but we're moving with it. We're dealing with it. It'll be fine. So yes, I'm rambling, but hi. Some of you may know me from my Instagram. Some of you may know me from the podcast and some people may be new here, but just to give a quick introduction, I am a trainee solicitor at a Magic Circle firm in London. I am autistic and dyspraxic and going for an ADHD diagnosis, which, you know, is is a thing. I am the, I guess, usual host of this podcast, uh, but we'll get into that later. You really don't understand the... um, the plain noise around here until you start trying to record something where you want there to be no background noise. But we'll deal with it. We'll just put a kind of a fun, funky tune in the background of the podcast as hopefully no one can hear. Anyway, back to me. <laughs> I graduated from the University of Leeds with a law degree back in 2021, which feels like an age ago. At this point. Um, and I recently graduated from the University of Law with the accelerated LPC four months ago, so not very long. And we've been a trainee solicitor ever since. I'm currently sitting in the Sabre department, uh, which stands for Structured Asset Backed Real Estate, split into suicide, so you've got your structured debt and you've got your real estate finance. So yeah, we are an actual trainee solicitor and we don't have to stick on future every five minutes anymore. So ironically, the last time I posted a podcast, um, I was pre-LPC, I think, which is weird because that feels all of about two minutes ago, but also about a lifetime ago. Um, But I thought I'd just start by giving a bit of background to what's been going on personally with me. Um, So basically, as some of you may well know, I got a training contract at a magic circle firm in February last year, which also feels like a lifetime ago. Um, And about four or five months after that, I embarked on the Accelerated LPC. Um, The Accelerated LPC there was ups and downs, I am a panicker, and I think getting my autism diagnosis, which I got in January, and around the same time as I got my training contract, um, there was a lot to process in a short amount of time, and suddenly I was kind of thrown into this very intense course that has to be done in seven months, um, and yeah, I struggled a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Um, it's in the past now, but I think it's worth stating that things don't always go smoothly. Um, obviously, I passed a good distinction in the end. It all worked out well, but I do think there is something to be said for trying to navigate illegal education whilst you are struggling with mental health and things like that because it's very very difficult and I think if we can talk about it more that's great because I think a lot of people go through the same and I met an awful lot of people throughout my experience and talking about my experience online that had gone through the same Um, and it's nice to know that there is that kind of um, I want to say community because it's not necessarily community you want to be in but um, it's nice to know there are other people that have had a similar experience to you. Um, I also moved to London, which, you know, took some adjustment as well. London is uh, busy and it's a lot of hustle and bustle all the time. And that's quite difficult to process and deal with as an autistic person who struggles with change anyway. Um it took me a really long time to feel even like a semblance of calm um in London. And I think with everything else going on, it just kind of felt like I was internally erupting. Lack of a better phrase. It was uh it was an experience, let's put it that way. I think towards the end, I was definitely getting better. Um I sought help. Um, you know, help is not always perfect when you are autistic or to be honest, even adequate. Um, and I'm talking about medical help here. Um because people don't don't get it, I don't think, sometimes, especially when it comes to mental health, people want to kind of categorize it as a mental health condition like depression or anxiety, and then thinking about how that interacts with autism, I think sometimes people find difficult and obviously more and more research is coming out and hopefully one day it will come but in the meantime it is quite difficult to to kind of cope with that I think is what I'm saying there was a kind of whole time where I just thought I'd failed I'd failed the LPC um I was absolutely convinced I was in tears panicking every day thinking I'd messed it all up I was really really concerned about losing my training contract yeah, I don't know. It, I think it kind of taught me a lesson about myself in terms of just how much I will panic if there is like the slightest bit of uncertainty around things and in theory I should have already known that being autistic, but um I really took that to I took that to a new level. Let's put it that way. Um, but like I said, we're through it. We did in fact pass the LPC. It was fine retrospectively. But hindsight is a lovely thing. And at the time, you have no concept really of what's going on in your progress and how well you're doing. I think you kind of do the mock exams and everyone kind of did not so well on the mock exams. Um, And you just think, I'm going to fail this. There's no way I'm going to pass these 37 exams. There's absolutely no way. But anyway, we did. It's easy for me to say this now, but people should have more confidence in themselves. (laughs) I should have more confidence in myself um but I think you know growing up neurodivergent you do have that thing where you just expect things to go wrong um and I'm always looking out for like the next thing that's going to go wrong as well um it's not a nice feeling and it's something that I'm working on but it happens right um and then basically finished the LPC um and I went on I had about a month where we we're doing kind of bits and bobs of the masters and taking a, a well-deserved break. Um, but I firstly wanted to explain kind of what the projects has been doing on that time because I realize it's been a little bit quiet as well. Um, we we had a bit of a kind of restructure. I keep saying this like it was yesterday, it was literally like six months ago, where I was like, right, no, it's too messy, there's too many people. There's too many different things that I'm trying to I'm trying to keep like my finger in every pie basically and I just I can't cope with it and being this busy alongside like I. doing the LPC. Um and I just had to kind of step back a little bit. You'll notice that my posting on Instagram and stuff also decreased a lot during that period. Um, I think it's not necessarily because I didn't have time to say like sit down for half an hour and write a post. I did. Um, it's just you feel kind of like guilt for not studying and that study guilt. I think people talk about it mainly in terms of weekends, but also just evenings. It's very very difficult to overcome that. And also, I think I was just having kind of a brain brain fog slash brain fart moment um where just content wasn't coming to me i think i was very very stressed and a lot of time when i'm stressed i just write about things um that kind of trigger me and sometimes that gets a little bit um negative in a social media space like i don't want to just plow people with really negative overwhelming content and kind of trauma dump on the internet because that doesn't help anyone um, i think there are benefits to sharing and I have continued to share, but I did have to kind of scale it back a little bit because otherwise I would just be like every day on my stories, just like crying to the internet, which I don't think is it's really helpful for me or anyone else. Um, but yeah, things are picking back up now. We've we've done the odd thing during this period. You know, we did the SRA collaboration on the webinar, which was something that I was personally really proud of, and I was really proud of the team as well because you know. I ended up hosting it, but most of the I had very little uh, part to play in the setup of that collaboration. Um, so I think you know I was very very proud of us on that, and I think it was it was really nice to get kind of a wider acknowledgement um, of the work that we do, and also you know just just kind of broadcast the message to a wider audience more than anything we then decided to kind of simplify our offering so to speak as well because again we were trying to do slightly too much i think for our capacity and also feasibly what we could do with the amount of resources and particularly money that we i'd say we had but realistically it's that I had and that is there's a lot of things that have to be funded and I have probably not made back even like 186 of what I've spent on this and so for me it was like we're gonna have to scale it back and simplify everything both so it is cheaper and so it doesn't take as much as my time and everyone else's time. Because I think what we were trying to do before was essentially turn it into a full-time job. And that was fine when I had when I was just a graduate looking for jobs and I kind of had full days to spend on it. But obviously now and during the LPC, I do not. And I'm very much one of those people that sit there and I look at all the issues... And I want to fix everything single-handedly by myself overnight. And that is not feasible. (laughs) I am having to learn that the hard way. Um, Which upsets me because I spend a lot of time looking at the issues in this area. And it makes me upset and it makes me angry. But I am just a single person and we are just a single team of I think there's only about 12 of us now which dare I say it does work a lot better it's been a lot easier to communicate kind of things you want to do a lot easier to find people to do stuff funnily enough um, and it's enabled us to give certain individuals more responsibility as well which I think is nice because I think with this type of thing The benefit of it is you can get involved with stuff that you normally would have zero exposure to unless you were kind of really going up in the ranks in something. So I'm talking like organising events, going to certain events that we get invited to quite a lot, speaking at certain things, doing certain articles, whatever, right? Um, Which I think has been really nice and it's been nice to see some people in my team really like come into their own um, in this area. Now it's not even a plane. There is a literal two helicopters above my house. (sighs) Sometimes, sometimes. Um, But yes, I think it's been a good transition. It was a good move. And I think by stripping down, we've been able to actually do more, funnily enough. Um, We obviously started our roadshow, which just to explain is essentially... I'd say it's a virtual event, but we've had probably an equal amount of firms want to do it in person. Um, Where essentially we just get neurodivergent people from that firm to talk about their experiences within that firm, talk about recruitment and essentially the idea is just to get more people to, to talk about it and hopefully to disclose if they feel comfortable and... Just to kind of facilitate a conversation. It's not supposed to be groundbreaking. I just like to say that. um But equally, there are not a lot of individual firm events. Well, there are none on just neurodiversity. And that was something that we thought tangibly we could do and an impact that we could have. And I hope that that has been the case. There are some more to come, uh, and we've done two so far. Both have gone well and I think the the conversations that we've had at those have been really important and really insightful to people and even to me to be honest being a junior lawyer like it's really nice to hear from people who are neurodivergent and much more senior than I um, to talk about their experience. So that's been one thing. The Instagram I feel like has taken somewhat of a hit to be honest. We had kind of a rebranding um and I think the thing with the Instagram is there's always been some confusion particularly on my part as to how much it was kind of a project thing or a group thing and how much it was an individual thing um and I'm still kind of working that out I'm well aware it's been well over a year now but it's still something that I am battling with and trying to navigate um sometimes I just think I should stop overthinking it and it's fine as it is. And if people see something, one thing that's a group thing and one thing that's a personal thing, that's fine. Um, It's not the end of the world. Podcast. What's happening with the podcast? So as I previously mentioned, we are coming back with a series two. As soon as I get around to actually editing things, which is easier said than done. Um, But I guess the main change is that it won't be strictly me hosting i imagine i will do some during this series um but equally there will be a range of different people from our team um some of whom you may have heard of or may have heard speak on different things anyway so you may already know who they are some of whom you may not know um but they will introduce themselves during the podcast We're kind of keeping the underlying theme the same, which is sharing neurodivergent people's experience. However, we're trying this time to make it slightly more thematic um, and have kind of a wider range of guests on. So it's not just... I think it's really important sharing people's experiences. But equally, I think we've realised that there is more that we can do in this space and there are more voices that we can highlight that perhaps have more of an impact on say, shaping business practice or helping individuals, coping strategies and advice that are tailored towards neurodivergent people. And most of those people are neurodivergent themselves. You will know me and my um, stubbornness on that facts. Um, But equally, I think we've just tried to diversify our topics and make sure that we are covering as much as possible and helping people as much as possible, which is, you know, that's at the end of the day what the purpose of the podcast is. So, yeah, it might sound a little bit different in parts um you know when i do podcasts i have a very set structure of how i tend to host them which is why pretty much all of them sound very similar um a new host will bring hopefully like a new energy and um new approaches to the podcast because uh, i appreciate i can get a little bit uh how do i say this i struggle showing personality on podcasts and I don't know why I think it's I actually don't know i just be talking and I I think I just I think I panic to a certain extent and I also get quite shy and I just think I'm just going to read out the questions and go um and I struggle with like because at half the time I've never met the people who are guests I may have had a very brief conversation with them or seen them on social media or whatnot, Um, but a lot of the time that is our first time meeting. And so it can sometimes be a little bit difficult for me as an autistic person to kind of acclimatise myself to new people and show myself, Um, which I don't necessarily think is so much of a problem. Like I think it's a, a very neurodivergent thing and I don't think we should necessarily shy away from showing the realities of that um but equally I think it'll be nice like I said to have more variety more variety is what we're getting at here that was a very long way of saying more variety but yeah just a semi-quick one just to give you a quick update on what's happening so I'm not just throwing everyone to the wolves um I was going to give like a general update on me, but actually I don't think that is very interesting if it's just me talking about me for 20 minutes, because I could easily do that. Um, So I'm going to spare you from that. I think it's it's sufficient to know that I have started my job. I am enjoying myself, I'm happy to say. Uh, It's different from what I envisaged my first two months of my training contract being like. Predominantly because I am not in a transactional seat um, or even a billable seat, which means that things have been a little bit lighter. I'm not saying there's not still stuff to do, but the pressure comes from senior staff. There's not really any pressure from, I'm not saying the senior staff are putting pressure on me, by the way. Like they're all very nice. They're all way nicer than I anticipated them being as well. I'd like to put that out there. I thought everyone was going to be terrifying, um, but they're not. But I don't have pressure from clients, um, which is just a different kind of pressure. So, yeah, I've got one more month of the seat. I'm enjoying it. I am equally excited about joining the transactional side. I think it will be nice to have kind of a change of pace. Um, obviously I am anticipating the hours being much longer. I'm obviously anticipating pressure from, like I said, those external forces and clients. Um, but equally I am excited and yeah, I don't really have much more to say on that, to be honest. Um, I have some content on my Instagram if you'd like to learn more, because that's going to give you a better overview than I can ever give on on here without scripting everything that I'm gonna say. Um but yeah like I said nice to catch up with you all and hopefully that did provide a short if not slightly rambly overview of what's happening um and I really hope that everyone enjoys our podcast series too. As always if anyone has any feedback about the podcast we're always happy to take it uh, and if anyone has Guest ideas, we do have kind of a bit of a schedule going, um, but I'm sure we can accommodate more people if needed. Uh, We can't accommodate everyone, (laughs) I'd like to say that, because we do get an awful lot of queries about the podcast, Um, and I unfortunately just can't say yes to everything, and we have to think about whether it fits into the kind of vision of the podcast and also feasibly what we can do within a certain time frame. Uh, And also even things like, again, money, it's like costs more money sometimes to get more hours on the podcast streaming service and just, just all sorts of things have to be considered. So point, we can't take everyone, but we'll try and accommodate as many people as possible. Um, and yeah, lovely to talk to you all. See you later.